this line start using stewardesses. What's a nice girl like you doing in a war like this? Reporting it. I'm Maggie O'Shea. Typical Pierce. Look at her body and ignore her accomplishments. To these guys, I'm a cross between a mascot and a den mother. It's no big deal. Nothing you'll see hanging in the louver. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me, Simon. Gentlemen! Today we're discussing Season 8, Episode 23, War Co-Respondent. It's the 196th episode overall, directed by Mike Farrell, also written by Mike Farrell, originally aired on March 3rd, 1980, and the production code is S624. What do you got there, BJ? Oh, hello. Whatever's wrong with you, I got dibs on fixing it. I'm taking him first. Litter! I'm Hawkeye Pierce. What's a nice girl like you doing in a war like this? Reporting it. I'm Aggie O'Shea. The Aggie O'Shea? I always pictured her as a grizzled, war-weary veteran. She's about as far as you can get from grizzly, but I wouldn't mind seeing her bear. Typical Pierce. Look at her body and ignore her accomplishments. I, for one, am thrilled to have a genuine celebrity around here. I, for two, will be pleased to introduce her to all the thrilling sights, sounds, and sensations to be found in this camp, and then we'll leave the swamp. Ah, beauty and the boast. <laughs> Colonel, don't you just love her wonderful sketches? Of course, the Colonel's style is very different. Hers is uh, stark and graphic. No, his has more the quality of draw this dog and win five free lessons. Tread softly, art critic, or I'll be putting you on the canvas. And the plot summary in this episode, very simple. BJ feels torn when he and a visiting war correspondent, Aggie O'Shea, fall for each other. So I ended up with this unit, sort of getting the footslogger's view of the war. Must be awful. Not to mention deadly. Yes, but it's kind of wonderful, too. It's the people. You get so close. To these guys, I'm a cross between a mascot and a den mother. I have an opening in my den mother. Pierce. So when they got hit on patrol tonight, I decided to stick with them the whole way. Battalion aid to here, down to Seoul, and then Tokyo, where I'll file my story. You know you're a real hero to a lot of us out here. Come on, all I do is sketch a bit and then write what I see. You people are the heroes. Oh, that's me, all right. A combination of Douglas, Fairbanks, and Junior. All rolled into one quivering mass. <laughs> anyway, Scotty and this gang are very special, and I'd like to find a way to say thanks. Well, Pierce. What? I mean it. I'm very grateful to all of you, and I'd like to send you something from Tokyo. Anything you like. What'll it be? Well, okay, but you'll be up all night sticking postage stamps on my geisha girl. Try again. A good bottle of scotch? Twelve-year-old bottle of scotch for Hawkeye. Margaret? Oh, no, it's not necessary. Hey, you don't get very much up here. And I've got connections. What? Some nice bath soap. Perfume soap for Margaret. Dr. Winchester. Tokyo has nothing that I want sent to me. What I want is to be sent to Tokyo. Oh, I'll work on that. What about you, BJ? Come on, if you could have anything that your heart desired, what would it be? A peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> really? I mean, you must want more than that. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich? All right, guest stars. We have Susan St. James, who played Aggie O'Shea. 35 credits to her resume. Her most recent acting role was in the TV series Suits. And Brad Wilkin plays Private Scott. Only eight credits for Brad. And his last film was an interesting venture called Pigs v. Freaks. 
<laughs> Never heard of that one. I used the vent. <laughs> I guess. Barely. And then we have Calvin Levels, who played Private Jackson. This was Calvin's fourth acting role. He went on to guest star in Miami Vice, Johnny Swade, and Point of No Return. And the wonderful Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Well, good night, all. I need some sleep. There's an extra bunk in my tent. Thanks. There's also an extra bunk in my tent if you're not choosy about roommates. Oh. And if you are, uh, Charles and BJ can go someplace else. On that note, Hanukkah, let us say good night. I hope you don't mind. Charles and I would like to be alone. You devil. You probably bribed them to leave. You think you can have your way with me. Well, you can. Unless, of course, you'd prefer my way. You're crazy. Thank you. I thought you'd never notice. <sighs> so, now that you've seen our world-famous mess tent, what can I show you next? Margaret's tent. I think I'd better get some sleep. That noise you just heard was my crest falling. But no matter, I hereby appoint myself as your personal man Tuesday. I always thought it was Friday. I don't think I can wait that long. Try. Listen, listen. If there's anything you need, want, or desire, especially desire, you have but to ask. Really? Oh, there is something that I'm kind of curious about. What? What? If I don't know the answer, I'll make one up. Is BJ always so quiet? BJ who? All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. I actually gave this a 9 out of 10. Wow, that is unusual I, for you. I know. <laughs> yes, and you know how I feel about BJ, you know, being tempted by other women. Because he's yeah, such yeah. a good guy. But I have to say, I really, I, I liked this one better because it's not just that he was tempted. He actually fell in love with her. Mm. And he, you know, because I, I mean, I, I, I think there's one person out there for everybody you know i think you have that one soulmate type of thing i know a lot of people don't believe that but i do so it was <laughs> you are romantic <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying and that's how i see bj it was always bj and peg you know this is the love of his life and it was nice to see that there possibly was somebody else out there you know because he, he connected with her so well and he but again and i like how you know hawkeye brought it up is that it, you know they're in a war right now so he's missing peg and I don't know. It was I I I I just I that's why I think I gave it such a I thought it was just so well done and well written, uh, which yeah. I found also interesting that Mike Farrell is the one that wrote it for his own character. I like the interaction between BJ and Augie. I thought they had really good chemistry, which I think leads hmm. to them liking each other. Um, mm, yeah. I, I liked I liked the conversation between Margaret and Augie, you know, when she's asking about fraternizing amongst the nurses and doctors, and and then yeah. she gets on the idea of uh, BJ, you know. And she kept trying, you know, she kept trying to seduce him. Uh, but luckily, and that's probably another reason why I like this, because I don't, they didn't do anything. Mm. You know, he, he didn't give in. Like with the previous one, where they don't really say anything, but you think he had sex with the, the nurse. Yeah. Uh, this one, you know for a fact, he did not give in. He loves his wife. And I love the whole analogy of her being the tether that holds him to the reality. You know, yeah. that this is... The lifeline. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, and I love that that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I love the the end with the picture with the life ring around him that says his hometown, uh, mm. which I th- I just thought was it was really it was just it was just a nice nice. I just liked the episode. It was from beginning to end. I don't have a lot of notes because it's one of those episodes where you just kind of get in it, and you don't yeah. really. I just focused on what was happening, and I didn't take a lot of notes. And I don't think there was much of a B story. I mean, Hawkeye drove me crazy. When he, oh. you know, his overtly, I mean, he was being way too much, Hawkeye. Yeah. 
Um, and so he got a little annoying in this episode, for me at least. But um, no, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed this episode a lot. It was just a, it was just a nice episode to delve a little bit more into BJ and his family life and him missing home yeah. and his relationship, especially since the previous episode we had in Dreams where yeah. you know, his wife was kind of being pulled away from him. And uh, I just liked it. Was a nice, it was a nice episode. How about you? Yeah, I mean, what did you give it? Nine. I gave it nine. Yeah, I gave it eight. Um, okay. And again, I like it. I read. Really, I think it's a great episode. Virtually exactly what you said as well. I, but I, what I like about it, I, look, I do like to think of. Bear in mind, she's only there really because of the fact that the platoon she's been following and she's got a close relationship with Scotty there. Yeah. And we Hawkeye does turn around, and I think that's the realization when he says to BJ about, um, you know, do you think uh, she's going to see Scotty when she gets back home? Of course not. You know. And yeah. It's, that's the realization of stuff like that. But I like the fact that she asks them because they, she, they, you know, she's seen them at work, you know, what they'd all like from from home that she's going to send off. I do like that bit. But what I really like about this episode is actually the the realistic flirting that's going on there. It's not silly over the top stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you know, yeah, I kind of like it, but if I. I don't want to put myself in a bit of a position here. We've all been there, yeah, and we will all, we'll all continue to be there. And but what I like about it is the fact that one, it's the you know, which is I know Farrell and actually Alder's kind of uh, beliefs on um, feminism and stuff is, is exactly the same. So and here we see a very. You know, it's it's the woman who's doing a bit more of the you know the advancing on that, which yeah. makes it not as predatory as it is the other way around. You get the predatory, of course, from Hawkeye, which is a bit I don't like because the fact that we've gone, like we talked in the past, we've gone away from those characters now. We've gone away from Hawkeye being the womanizer. You get it a little bit every now and again, but you know this seemed to be almost phoning back to season one kind yes. of thing, and I think yes. that's a little bit of a weakness on on uh, on Farrell's writing on that part. But again, it could also be the fact that it's it's making Hawkeye to be you know he's standing out as somebody who's trying to get into the pants of this woman and then you got bj who clearly isn't um but i I do like the whole kind of thing is he's looking at and he is truly smitten it's coming from the heart instead of coming Mm -hmm. from the lust Mm -hmm. and i I do like that and i I like that's what i love about bj yeah and 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 it kind of does make you doubt a little bit like regarding that episode that you talked about uh in which you we kind of think maybe he did sleep with her but it's never mentioned again and he, he never says this before apart from hawkeye to because you've been in this position before you know is it kind of thing of it, it just got a bit too hot and romantic maybe they snogged each other or something like yeah that, who knows? yeah you don't you, you never really kind of uh kind of find out about that but i like the fact that she's there caring for the patients and hawkeye giving the uh, sorry bj giving the nod during the heart operation but the whole thing I, I think that makes this and you know I, I might not totally be happy with Favreau's writing regarding Hawkeye here but I tell you what he's writing with BJ's speech about being I'm a prisoner of the war uh, and the only thing I have uh, which I'm sure you're going to play the sample of it uh, the only thing I've got is my the lifeline to home everything you're saying sounds so final yeah, you know what I am I'm a prisoner of war what Every minute of every hour of every day is what it is because of this stupid war. I work because of the war. I eat, drink, sleep, dress because of the war. I found you because of the war. I don't think that's enough for two people. I can't go from how do you do to I love you because of the damn war. Jay, for whatever reason you mean something to me, we can talk about it. I don't have to go. Or I, I can come back. It's just it, don't you see? You're free. You can come and go as you please. So what? I can't. 
Egg, I live in an insane situation here. Except I have a lifeline. I'm hooked into a little house in Mill Valley where my wife and daughter live. That line gives me one tiny element of control in a situation where everything else is beyond my control. He's just absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. And it is so well acted by Mike yep. Fowler. It's got so much passion there and so much realism. And it, to me, that that makes this episode. It really does. I just think it's such such beautiful acting. And again, the you know, the, the acting from the, the lady who plays Aggie is really good. In fact, she's like a, a prominent um uh campaigner these days mm-hmm. for, for various things and yeah and i just think it's i just think that is is really good i think it's a it's a, it's a cracking episode it's nice to see some um you know feelings and realism coming out for this yeah i think it's good yeah well yeah and another thing with with her character is she was like you know breaking down walls because yeah. again we see this now with today's eyes but you're thinking back in the 50s a woman would not be this you mm. know she would not you know she was saying how she would you know she she was at the right place at the right time when certain things happened. Actually, I started with Silly Putty. How's that? I did an article about it when it first came out in 49. Somebody liked it, so I'm a specialty writer. Florence Chadwick's channel swim in 50, and I'm a woman's writer who also does sketches. Sugar Ray beats Jake LaMotta, and I'm a sports writer. Who knows nothing about sports, right? Oh, yeah? Ask me any question. Come on, come on. Uh, who's Bobby Thompson? I mean something tough. Bobby Thompson is the Dick Sisler of 51. He is? Yes, the year before Thompson's home run, Dick Sisler hit one out of the park on the last day of the season to put the Phillies under the Dodgers and into the World Series. You're a regular red barber. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the catbird seat. Anyway, leaving the world of sports, we go off to England. George VI dies, and I am there for the succession to the throne of 25-year-old Elizabeth II. Presto, I'm a foreign affairs expert. A couple of trips over here, and I'm a war correspondent with Bill Malden overtones. I just thought it was really cool to see that she was such a strong, again, another strong female character that matches really good at... uh... At writing, I just I, I like that aspect of her, but yeah, it was it's definitely a, a good episode. Did did I say something wrong? No. Oh, good. Yes. I. Uh, I'm. Uh, don't find a lot of women in your line of work. Yeah, a lot of people think it's less than feminine. Yeah. Am I? What? No, God, no. Good. Tell me about yourself. Uh, You're married. (laughs) Does it show? Yes. Dan, I asked somebody. Reporter, remember? Uh I like the way you are with the boys in post-op. Thank you. There's a certain gentleness about you in the midst of all this craziness that's very attractive. And... uh, May I be direct? Please. I hate the way you beat around the bush. Well, you haven't said or done anything that could be remotely considered a pass in spite of all the openings I've given you. I don't know whether to be flattered or insulted. I feel like I'm about three feet over my head. Oh, just relax and blow. Hey, you're really something. Oh, let's not lose control. Oh, you want direct? Yeah. You are one of the most... You're an extraordinarily attractive woman, but... Hold it right there. 
back up one. Go over that first part again. We're up to the butt. You're an extraordinarily attractive woman. Thank you. As for the second part, I think I know what butt means, so I'll quit while I'm ahead. Now, I'd like to leave you with two very important thoughts. I'm going to be here for another 48 hours, and the feeling is very, very mutual. All right, so let's see. IMDb, ooh, they gave it a 7.3. Mm, I could see why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. yeah. It depends on if you like BJ or not, because it's really a BJ centric episode well also i think as well that you have to take into consideration that we you know we, uh, we watch we're watching these episodes for a podcast um i've True. probably watched my box set this is the sixth time i've watched this box set so it's kind of like i'm very used to all of these and very used to the, all the, the the actors and the characters yeah if you're you're just coming in and watching this episode then you know i can see why you probably would give it seven point three. you know yeah yeah I feel almost decadent these are the first sheets i've seen in weeks let that be a lesson to you, Aggie. The next time you do a story on the Army, make it the Navy. A good thinking, Houlihan. <laughs> Still, this place is no picnic. <laughs> the tension, the hours, the anxiety. Is it hard for you? Only the tension, the hours, and the anxiety. Loneliness? Don't get me started. Is there a lot of camaraderie between the doctors and the nurses? You mean camaraderie? Oh, yeah. Well, we're all adult. If it's discreet, people can camarade all they want. Discreet. You mean like Pierce, let's play doctor on the back of my bike and post-op? Pierce, he's a special case. Incurable. What about Honeycutt? BJ? <laughs> BJ? <laughs> oh, that's a laugh. No, never. Let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. Uh, I have the first one here. It stated that Silly Putty was created in 1949 when it was actually created in 1943. Oh, right. Okay. Fact error. The fact of Silly Putty. Um, <laughs> now, this is the second time, as we said, that BJ seems to develop feelings for, for someone other than his wife. And the first is in season five in the episode Hanky Panky. Yeah, I, I have a little dispute with that fact just because did he really have feelings for this other woman yeah i think i think he did i think he did but i mean it was more hawkeye style feelings <laughs> yeah well I mean, this episode for sure i mean he he mm. definitely loved her but the first one that he kind of we don't know if he had a fling with i don't mm. know i just felt like they had a rough day and they were both outside smoking and i don't know mm. uh i just like to keep bj's untarnished in my eyes <laughs> but Oh, well. Come on, he's got a moustache and his hair's getting long. <laughs> and, you know, I just noticed in after watching these groups of six episodes is that BJ wears a lot of pink, which I like. Yeah, maybe that's the reason why you like him so much, mate. May there may be. <laughs> Here's how I see it. You've got three possibilities. A, no chance. Two, not yet, but any minute now. And last, they've thrown the glasses in the fireplace and waves are crashing on the shore. Klinger, uh, as the poets would say, hubba hubba. You know, nothing galls me more than people sitting around viciously gossiping about tawdry backstreet romances, and I'm not in them. You ought to be ashamed. All that could possibly be going on between them is a little discreet camaraderie. Oh, <laughs> Major, everyone, please. It's nobody's business but theirs. Besides, it's wrong simply to assume that they are pitching woo. <laughs> pitching woo? 
Isn't he the Chinese baseball star? Well, hello. Don't stop laughing on my account. Unless, of course, you're laughing on my account. We were just discussing famous baseball players. Sure you were. And whether or not I got to first base? No. Well, let me know if you need a pinch hitter. It's nice to know you find my personal life so entertaining. BJ, please. We were only joking. I wasn't. It was these adolescents with their locker room humor. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to spoil anybody's fun, so why don't I just leave? Trivia time. Last uh, episode's question. Radar decides that women would go for him if he had a tattoo. What did he choose to have tattooed? And, of course, it's a teddy bear. This episode's question, Hawkeye struck a, a superior officer who disgusted him by being able to predict accurately the number of soldiers who would be wounded. What was this officer's rather ironic name? Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Boy, some bunky you are. First you steal her away with that old big toe in the sand routine, then you won't even let anybody kid you about it. In the first place, Bunky, I didn't steal anybody. And there's nothing to kid about, because there's nothing going on. All right, then what is it? Talk to me. It's the way I'm beginning to feel about her. Oh, come on, Beej. We're big boys. You went down this road once before. Uh, Hawk, you don't understand. This isn't like that. I'm not just talking about being unfaithful to my wife, which hasn't happened with Aggie. What is it? Till Aggie showed up, I was convinced Peg was the only woman in the world for me. I never met a woman like her. She's so different, so exciting. Uh-uh. Hawk, she's all I can think about. And not just about being in bed with her. Thinking about being with her. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both gave this a, a, a pretty good uh, pass. We mm. both enjoyed it. Acting was superb. Writing, some of it was great. Overall, a really good episode. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Wonderful little lady, that Aggie. Thought of all of us. Pierce, I believe this 12-year-old rot gut is for you. I knew she liked me the best. <laughs> for Margaret... Audi toilet. Oh, wonderful. Hey, Margaret, why don't we pool our resources? Let's get drunk and then take a shower together. And for Honeycutt, all the fixins for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, the lady wants to stick to the roof of your heart. Look you hear what I got. An Aggie O'Shea original. Oh. It's you, Honeycutt. What's the lifesaver for? Beats me. Oh. 
Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am your host, Kenny Me. Kenny Me. What the? Kenny Me. Kenny Me. <laughs> I was going to say, and joining me and, all at the and, same time. And joining you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <clears throat>